Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. You know, we were sitting around the other day and actually discussing what we love about the life insurance industry. And it sounds kind of like funny to say, it's funny to say like, here's what I love about the life insurance industry. But it was actually a fun conversation and we figured we'd just share it with you guys today. We have been in the life insurance industry for 20 plus years. I don't want to date us too much, <laughs> um, but we've had quite the ride uh, we've definitely experienced failure and had struggle um, we've had insurance license and not made the kind of money we've wanted to make and we've also had the great experience of earning a great living building a business that now flourishes and thrives even if we have to step away for a short period of time and um, we've been able to build a life in the insurance industry. And that really right there is like one of the things I think that is just so unique mm -hmm. about what it is that we do because you can go, we talked about this in some earlier podcasts, you can go from self-employed to business owner in this industry, um, which in itself already is something I love about the life insurance industry. It makes it unique and different. Yeah. So as we're talking about it, we made a kind of a list of things that we love about the life insurance industry. And, and part of our story, if you're not familiar with us, I, I, I got in the insurance business because I was broke. I mean, I, it, I'd love to say I had some sort of big altruistic heart and I wanted to just help people. I wanted to pay rent and I was tired of my, I felt like my wife was looking at me like I wasn't contributing to the marriage financially, <laughs> which would have been a true look, but I just, I don't think she did. I just assumed she did. Um, so what I loved about the life insurance industry and getting started is you had that you needed no experience whatsoever to get started. Um, people say to me all the time, I don't have any sales experience. I don't know any life insurance. I go, who cares? That's perfect. Can you make a friend and can you figure out how to help them? Like, that's great. I mean, I was given a phone script that had been photocopied so many times it was diagonal. And whoever originally wrote it, wrote it in italics thinking that was a pretty font. Nobody told me how to do the phone script. They just said, read this on the phone. And so I did. But I know italics are for emphasis. So I was literally yelling at people on the phone. Hey, Bob, this is Fitz. And you hear this voice go, are you yelling at me? Like, man, I'm so sorry. They handed me the script, told me to read it. It's in italics. I don't know why, but I'm getting to regular font later. You know, like it was no experience necessary. I loved that. I, my first... Uh, commission check was $1,800 and I was yelling at people on the phone to book appointments and then getting in the home and reading a product brochure. You literally have to know zero in order to start making money in this business very quickly. Well, and I don't even guess it's on the list, but <laughs> the other thing that makes me think about is because um, I had come from a uh, background where I was doing cold calling. So mm. I would have to go from door to door with businesses in order to sell the industry that I was in. And I, that's one of the things I love about the life insurance industry is there are leads. Mm. Like you were just talking about how your leads were crooked, <laughs> but you had leads. Phone script was crooked. Phone script with, oh, sorry, Not you're the right. Leads. The leads Some of crooked. the leads came in cricket, too. Well, the leads, that was what I flashed back to. <laughs> the leads I initially, I've been doing door-to-door -door sales, so the leads I initially had were these little cards 
that I don't know that the people really knew what they were filling out, and they didn't put their name on there. They just put their initials, and I had to call them and figure out their name on the phone. Like, hey, Mr. LG, my name is Fitz. Sorry. Hey, Mr. LG, my name is Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. But, uh, yeah, no leads. Um, uh, I mean, we had leads. They weren't great leads uh, getting started. Now leads are way better 20 years later than they were back then. Um, but with that, you know, it's the good thing is leads. You like that because you were doing door to door in in, um, in in the corporate world, and I had been doing door to door, just hustling, trying to make a buck. Uh, but I also liked on the flip side of that that we had leads. Or there, there were leads in the industry, and I didn't have to go hit up my friends and family uh, to try to make a sale. You know, I did, I had started becoming that guy where when I would show up to a family party, everybody sort of moved to another side of the room because they, they just knew I was trying to sell them something. And it was nice to get started in this without trying to sell them something. Did I end up selling my friends and family? Yes. Did I sell all of them? No. Did I ask all of them if they had life insurance? Yes. Because if my friends die, I want to know they have life insurance. Right. I just want to know they're going to be provided for. Do they need to buy from me? No. Buy from somebody. Please already have it. But you don't have to hit up your friends and family, but you can and you should. But you don't have to in order to get started and get rolling making money. That's right. Um. You know, another thing that was really good for us in the life insurance industry uh, is that we didn't have to have money in order to make money, mm. um, or at least it was a very minor investment. Um, you know, nowadays when you have more money and you think bigger about, well, how can I take money to make money? So you could go buy a fast food restaurant and you could make money on doing that, or you could go buy rental homes and you could make money doing that. And you can buy boats and rent them out. I mean, there's things that you can do that you can make a, own a business and even make a passive income. But most of those things out there these days require you to have money already in order to make more money. Hmm. In the insurance industry, it's like maybe 200, is it even still $200? I'm so out of the loop. About 200 bucks to get your insurance license? Depends on the state. There are states like California, maybe it's about 450, but everything's more expensive, more expensive in California. <laughs> You know, but it's it's a that is a very um, small investment when you think about because now you have a trade like once you get your insurance license, now you have a skill, a trade. Well, I mean, if you wanted to go cut hair, you would have to go to cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to uh, become a welder, you'd have to go to a trade school. Mm -hmm. So those are all trades, those are skills, but they're gonna cost you way more than somewhere between 200 to 450. Mm -hmm. um, so the investment is so minor, and if you want to buy leads, if you choose to buy leads, um, you know, again, minor investments in order to get a return in the life insurance industry. And you know, I'm mentioning about that investment, when I, when I first got started, I was telling somebody about this this morning, uh, when I first got started, I was excited I didn't have to have a stock or an inventory of something. You know, I'd been trying to sell cookware door-to-door -door and vitamins oh, yeah. and cleaning supplies and concrete cleaner. I tried to sell that. everything, and I had a garage lined with, with product that I had bought and was trying to turn around and sell. I bought it on credit card. I was trying to turn around and sell it just to make a little bit of profit uh, after paying off the credit card. It was not working well. I got excited that I didn't have to—I mean— 
the applications are free. Back in those days, like paper, I can have as many as I want. We were just ordering stuff from the insurance companies, like marketing brochures and all that stuff. Like, send us all you got. And we just thought it was they were crazy not charging us for it. And we wanted to get all that stuff before they started charging us for it. Then they, we ordered so much, and they were like, okay, you can only get this much at a time. But I loved it that didn't have to have a huge investment in the stock or inventory in order to get rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked, and, and I was sharing uh, with an agent this morning that, you know, when I first got started, my story is we were broke and I needed to make money um, and, and very quickly started making money. And I, I don't, you know, I've heard it said when the business gets from your head to your heart, mm-hmm. that's when you really start having an impact uh, in the industry. And I remember about six months after moving from North Carolina to Dallas, um, I had a, a client call that I didn't sell. And, and back in North Carolina, and <clears throat> she said, uh, Mr. Fitzgerald, now at the time I was 23, anybody calls you Mr. Fitzgerald when you're 23, it's, just, it's, a, it's a bad situation. I said, yes. And she identified who she was. She said, did we take care of that life insurance when you were here that night? I said, no, ma'am. You said you wanted to think about it, and then I followed up a few times, but then I moved to Texas. I handed you off to another agent who also followed up and never got taken care of. What happened? Because that's the only reason she's calling. She said, well, my husband died in a car wreck. They were in their mid-40s, you know, young kids. And I said, uh, no, you didn't take care of it. Um, What are you going to do now? And she said that they were going to lose everything. And they were going to have to move back in with her parents, who were at that time in their 70s. And, um, I mean, I I literally got sick to my stomach. I got off the phone, and I threw up. And I said, that's never, I'm never going to feel that again. I'm never going to have a client go through that again. I am not going to walk out of a house and, and not have helped that family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then flip side of that, moved to Dallas. A few months after moving here, I had sold a policy to a family. He died in a car wreck on, on 635. If you're familiar with Dallas, he was driving a Ford Explorer that rolled a few times. And he was the major breadwinner. The mom, the wife, the mom was, she was a, a teacher's assistant, making like 14,000 a year as a teacher's assistant and three kids. Again, three boys under the age of 10. No way they could survive, but I got to deliver the death check. Mm-hmm. I got to deliver, deliver that check. And while it was never going to bring him back, mm-hmm. and everybody in that room realized that, at the same time, they always had a place to live. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't a lot of life insurance they bought, but we were able to pay off the mortgage. We were able to set aside a little emergency fund for her. We were able to start with the kids and, and saving for, for college planning. We are all that with just a, a small little policy. Yeah. And I realized then the impact. It was so weird. It's the best word I, I'm, as I'm short of words there. It was so weird being back in that house where before the boys were rambunctious and lollipops were being put in my pants, being back in that house where one of the members of the family was missing, in this case the dad, hmm. the husband, missing, and the three boys were sitting on the couch just quiet, not playing any gaming system, nothing like that. They were just quiet, and I thought... This is horrible. Dad's never coming home again. Mm-hmm. He's never going to play with those boys. And it, I just remember then, like, crying with her. I saw, as soon as I saw her at the door, she was crying. And I just started crying. I'm crying now talking about it. Like, that's, that's when it went from here to here. And you know that we're not just out there providing for our families. We're providing security for other families. And that's how we get to make money. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Well, I think most people have a story about the way that their lives were impacted Mm -hmm. by the insurance industry. Um, You know, either you know someone who benefited from a life insurance check or you probably know someone who didn't have life insurance Mm -hmm. and saw the adverse effects 
um, I think that most of us um, have lived, you know, to see those scenarios. I mean, you, this is personal for you too, because of your personal story of losing your dad at 17 yeah. and um, there not being life insurance for you guys and the kids and um, you were headed off to college and the impact that that had on your life, which makes you that much more empathetic with these families um, and seeing those boys because of your own mm. personal experiences. But, you know, it's one of those things that we we are proud about, about the life insurance industry because yeah. we do something that's meaningful in the lives of our clients. And, um, you know, most of us, and we should all live life, like that's not gonna be us. I, I don't, I don't wanna live life constantly thinking um, tomorrow might be the end. But at the same time, we all sleep a little better in those, you know, at the night, in the night. We all sleep a little better in those worrisome moments when we know if worst case scenario happened, um, there would be some type of protection or coverage. Yeah. Uh, so we are definitely proud of the insurance industry um, for the impact that it makes on the lives of clients. Um, the other thing that we're super proud about is the impact that it can make on agents. Oof. And I say can, because I think the life insurance industry gets a bad rap. You know, like people are like, oh, life insurance agents, that's not, you know, it's not like an honorable, um, you know, we don't really honor it in our society. Uh, some of that is because there's a lot of life insurance agents and most of them are kind of poking at this industry. They're really not making an impact in the industry. They're really not doing it because they care so much about the clients that they're covering. Um, and and so they they don't represent this industry, you know, like the, I think the overall like the, you would know this, the average um, income that's earned in our industry isn't very high. I think it's 25,000 a year or something. But that's because it, um, that incorporates all the people that aren't even really trying, they just have an insurance license. Mm. Um, but <laughs> what we have seen in this industry is, um, I mean, I have seen, I know um, a lot of people who have made millions of dollars and personally, I mean, I have them in my cell phone. Mm -hmm. Like I can call them and know people that have made millions of dollars in this life insurance industry. Um, we've, uh, we've personally had a few that have made millions in a year. We've had, we are really um, fortunate to see hundreds to probably thousands of people make hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. every single year in this industry. Um, it isn't hard if you choose to work at it, just like you would work at anything else, to make money and to make really good money in this mm. industry. And I would go as far to say that this is like the top income earning sales job mm. out there. Probably. Um, especially considering all the things we've already talked about, the amount that it takes in order to become, and how to become an insurance agent is so small. The investment is small. Um, but, you know, compared to car sales or compared to, um, I mean, people who are out there doing little side hustles like Uber or, or anything out there to make a little extra income, this is an industry that has a unlimited amount of funds that can be made. It's also been around for like, you know, forever, like since the dinosaurs walked the earth. <laughs> Or three or four centuries, <laughs> <laughs> depending on when your whole dinosaur dating is. It in depends your on your theories. <laughs> and, you know, I think that um, in addition to that, it being a, a top sales income earning job, did I say that all right? 
I, what I personally have loved about this is I always wanted to own my own business and I just never had that idea that, that trinket, that widget, that, you know, I, I, I didn't invent Facebook, you know, I didn't come up with these different websites, but I loved that I could turn this into a business. I could make good money on the sales side. And if I so chose, I could turn it into a business and make money while I'm on vacation, make money while I'm off and, 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 and enjoying life, you know, and taking time with my family, I could still be making money. And I love that concept. I love that idea that it gave me that, that, that freedom, that business. And, and as a business owner in the insurance business, I've learned so much about business ownership. Uh, and I feel like it makes me, I don't know, I feel like it makes me a better friend to my friends who are business owners because yeah. I've got that insight and I can share with them my experience as well. Well, for those of you listening to us today, if you're already in the insurance industry, I hope we've kind of given you a fresh love to mm. remember what it is that you're a part of. And for those of you that are not part of the life insurance industry, but would love to learn more about what we do, what can they do? They can go to thefitzgroupjobs.com, thefitzgroupjobs.com. When you go there, uh, you can just schedule a, uh, an appointment uh, to talk to me or another person here in the office uh, and just get your questions answered. You know, when you schedule that time, you'll be sent a video that kind of, it's about eight minutes of uh, highlighting what, what our company does, just to give you a reminder. Uh, but then, you know, from there, we'll have a 30 minute conversation. I see the 30 minute conversation as a first date. Uh, nobody gets married on the first date. You're just checking each other out to see if there's interest in a second date. Uh, it's no commitment. It's just a conversation and we can get your questions answered uh, or, or not. Maybe your questions aren't answerable and it's just not a fit, but that's okay too. Either way right yep hey now that you know you, you know, know.